Hello, I'm Monica Reinagel, and you're listening to the Nutrition Diva Podcast. Welcome. Each week, I tackle a new piece of research or a recent trend or often a listener question and try to sort through some of the confusion and boil it all down into practical tips that you can use to eat better and be healthier. And this week's show addresses a terrific question I got from Jean, who wrote, I've read that toxic chemicals get stored in our fat cells and that when you lose weight, these are released into your body. But all the sources that I can find are companies that are selling detox products. Is there any truth to this claim, or is this just another scam to separate us from our hard-earned money? Before we dig in here, let's just talk for a minute about this word, toxin. For most people, the word suggests things like synthetic pesticides or cleaning chemicals, which ironically are not technically toxins at all. Strictly speaking, a toxin is a poisonous substance that's produced either by a plant, an animal, or a microorganism, such as venom from a snake or the bacterial toxin that causes botulism. In the popular lingo, however, the word toxin is often used to describe any compound that might have any negative effect on your health. But the first rule of toxicology is that the dose makes the poison. Substances that may be harmful or toxic at high rates of exposure may be completely harmless or even beneficial at low doses. And virtually any substance, including water, can be harmful or toxic if consumed in sufficient quantities. So whenever you see that word toxin or toxic, be sure to ask whether the amount that you're likely to be exposed to has actually been demonstrated to cause harm especially when someone's trying to sell you something. But what about it? Do toxic substances get stored in your fat cells? Well, certain types of potentially harmful chemicals do, in fact, end up stored in our fat cells. Of particular concern in this regard are a class of chemicals that are known as persistent organic pollutants, or POPs. Unfortunately, avoiding POPs is extremely difficult because they are, as the name suggests, persistent in our environment and in our bodies. Now, the body has lots of ways of dealing with harmful compounds. We have enzymes that break chemicals down into smaller or less active compounds and various ways of transporting unneeded substances out of the body. However, we do seem to have a limited ability to disarm and eliminate POPs. Sequestering them in our fat cells could be the body's way of protecting other organs from exposure to these compounds. I'm afraid it's also true that losing weight can temporarily increase the amount of POPs circulating in your bloodstream as these stored compounds are released from fat cells. What we don't know for sure is what effects these circulating POPs might have. People selling detox supplements may tell some pretty scary stories, but at this point, it's all speculation. The good news is that many of these released POPs do end up leaving the body without the help of expensive detox products. Ultimately, weight loss tends to reduce the total amount of POPs in the body. And just in case you're wondering, not losing weight 
doesn't protect you from these fat-stored compounds. Although weight loss can accelerate the release of POPs into the bloodstream, they're also released into the bloodstream when you're not losing weight, just at a slower pace. In my opinion, for those who are overweight, the benefits of weight loss outweigh the potential for harm, but the way you go about it can certainly help minimize any risks. And I have three tips for you on that. And now here are three suggestions for ways to minimize your exposure to persistent organic pollutants during weight loss. Number one, avoid rapid weight loss. The rate at which POPs are released into the bloodstream is directly tied to the speed of weight loss. So to minimize your exposure, and for all kinds of other good reasons as well, I suggest losing weight slowly. So instead of trying to lose one to two pounds a week or even more, you're really better off trying for one to two pounds a month. And in my episode, How Much Fat Can You Lose?, I've got a whole bunch of tips on how you can do that. Tip number two is to increase protein and decrease sugar. A really interesting experiment done in mice found that a diet that was higher in protein and lower in sugar seemed to reduce the amount of POPs that accumulated in the bodies of the mice, and it enhanced their ability to detoxify and eliminate these compounds. Of course, we now need to see this experiment repeated in humans, but this dietary prescription advice has so many other potential advantages, I see no reason to wait for confirmation. And I've included links to episodes on how to increase your protein intake and how to decrease your sugar in today's show notes if you need some tips on that. And the third tip is consider taking a vitamin C supplement. Now, I don't put a lot of stock in detox supplements that claim to support your liver or your kidneys or to cleanse your colon. Many of these are simply diuretics and or laxatives that simply speed up your body's natural processes, often with negative side effects. However, a recent study found that taking 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C every day can help reduce the amount of POPs in your bloodstream. Because vitamin C is both safe and inexpensive, that seems to me to be a very reasonable move, especially during active weight loss. If you'd like to see a transcript of today's show, including links to the research that I've cited and to those other related episodes that I mentioned, you'll find all of that at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. And if you have comments or questions about today's show, you can post them there or on the Nutrition Diva Facebook page. I'd love to hear from you. Just go to Facebook and search for Nutrition Diva. That's it for me this week. Have a great week and remember to eat something good for me.